Yeah, but it's just in case. I don't. She's always doing work meetings and shit, so I don't want her to try to log in and be like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she's got to go to work as you, and then you got to get her check. It's a thing. I mean, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> are you, wait, are you getting checks? No. Well, for un- unemployment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. No. Yeah, all my I've, jobs. Goodbye. I've made more money from the government this year than I have for any job I've ever yeah. had. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually had just started a brand new job and I was making great money. So I was furious. Like I started in February. Furious. Oh, and yeah. But are they going to start up ever again or are they gone forever? I hope so. I mean, it just depends on when live entertainment can come back. So I was working for, um, do you know Ross Matthews? He, uh, he was, remember Ross the intern on The Tonight Show? Yeah. Yeah, and he's a judge on Drag Race now. So he- Oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, so he runs, well, he was running a drag brunch and he had it in multiple venues. So I was stage managing it before and then I just started booking it. And that's where I was mm-hmm. making really money because I was booking like fucking five shows at a time. I don't know. Like it yeah. was a lot. And I just figured out how to do it. I just gotten good at it. And then so. I but that's know. gotta. <laughs> when all of that comes back, there's no way that he doesn't think of your name, you know, and go. No, I mean, I'm sure that they'll do it. I mean, it, two mm-hmm. of the venues that we were in are already gone. Like they're already closed, which is. That's true. But I mean, he can take that shit anywhere. He can, I mean, any club I'm sure would be happy to have him. So it just depends on if he decides to do it or not. But I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. see why he wouldn't because it's extra money for him, you know? Yeah, when we get to that point again. But I understand why venues would shy from that right now because drag queens bring a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some people who like Hamburger Mary's just opened up their outdoor patio again. So that's I saw that, but I also heard they might be closing so yes. yeah so i'm hoping that so now who knows that, yeah i'm hoping that now that they can do the brunches again that'll kind of get them out of the, the red hopefully i don't know maybe i know everyone's kind of hoping when i went by there last week i went i drove past it the other day yeah like two days after they opened and there was a line down the street and i was like oh the community is trying to keep this alive yeah i mean people want to go out i know as soon as like things open going to be packed like it's going to be slammed because people are ready to party again oh for sure although i gotta say i am jealous of how you were able to break into the drag queen uh circuit without being a drag queen yeah it's uh it just kind of happens really um (laughs) i mean do you are we like recording do you want me to tell you the full story recording yeah tell me please so So, just a little background on me i have gone to drag shows, I guess, since I was legally allowed to. Only maybe about <laughs> once every other year. You know, yeah. so just casually. But they're incredible. I re- I'm a big fan of the drag queen thing. It's just, they put on a show. They come out to be a show. It's like the way a magician is not unprepared. They have to be fully prepared to do their magic show. Same with drag queens. And I appreciate it and respect it so much. And then yeah. you started doing your, your stand-up show in a place that does drag shows most of the time. And yeah. I was always kind of like, ooh, like, this is kind of glamorous. It's like being with a Muppet show does the thing, but the Muppets aren't here right now. <laughs> the Muppets are upstairs <laughs> painting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now you've like fully broken into it. So go ahead. 
Yeah. I mean, basically, long story short, it kind of stemmed from 800 years ago. I was making documentary films on music and like the importance of music. And um, even like when I was a teenager, I did the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And all I knew, I didn't know her well at the time. I just knew that there was a man who played Columbia, uh, mm-hmm. which is a female role, obviously. And yeah. that she was so amazing at it that nobody realized. And I just was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is hmm. so cool. I never, I don't know about this art form. I wanted to learn about it, you know? So we kind of became friends. And then years later, we, we reconnected. And I asked her, uh, her name's Dolly Levi. She is an absolute legend. And I asked Dolly, I said, can I interview you on how you choose your music? And she said, well, I'm more of a movie girl, but if you want to interview a queen on music, you need to meet more with McMichaels. And so I wound up interviewing her and we uh, became friends. I started hanging out. And um, one day I was sitting years later, because I used to just hang out at all the drag shows because it was fun. It was a social thing. And um, and I loved the confidence that these girls have when they perform mm-hmm. and it was something I really admired. So I wanted to be around it. And one day we were all sitting upstairs at Mickey's and the manager said, well, we're thinking of maybe bringing in some sort of other show uh, for happy hour. And uh, Morgan very kindly was like, well, hey, you have a comic right here. You know, so that's how nice. the idea started. I had to really sell them on it though. Like I had to make a proposal and I, had to, I really had to convince them. Cause they're like, why are we going to let this little straight girl come and run a show? You know? Oh, true. But, yeah. But it just kind of worked. I'm like, well, I'm, I already have so many incredible talented comedian friends who are in the LGBTQ community. Uh, so let's just start booking a show and, and lo and behold, it, it worked. And we ran it for, I want to say close to four years um, and then we wound up moving it to Hamburger Mary's, which is another legendary venue in the community. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I'm just hoping and praying that I get that gig back and that Mary's stays afloat and that everything's okay. And I love of it. Course. There. Oh yeah. yeah. Like any gay friend I had, if I was ever on your flyer would be like, wait, are you doing a drag show? Like they were <laughs> like all kind of like, yeah, but there's a drag queen involved. You're like, no, there's not. It's just a regular stand-up show, but it's at Mickey's and they're just like, what? Like they couldn't. Right. I have a couple of comic friends, uh, Matt O'Brien and Julia Hladquitz, if you know them, they're, mm-hmm. they're awesome. So I don't think they realized how much they were going to be big fans of RuPaul's Drag Race when they were doing my show all the time. So one day she was like, wait a minute, you mean so-and-so was upstairs the whole time when I was there? I'm like, yes, girl, they, they're all at Mickey's. And yeah. She's like, oh my God, that's so cool. Why didn't I stay for all the drag shows? I'm like, you should have, because that's the cool thing about Mickey's is like Mickey's is kind of the place where all of these up and coming queens and the girls who mm. are just getting on Drag Race, they all, it's kind of like a rite of passage to work showgirls on a Monday at Mickey's. It's, it's legendary. You yeah. Know? It's what the so, comedy store is to comics. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really hope that it comes back because we had a great little family over there. So I hope, I hope, I just, yeah, I hope. I've been telling myself this and other people have been telling me this the whole time is that if the buildings don't come back, the community will just start new buildings. You yeah. know, like that's the thing. It's like if Hamburger Mary's may not be able to make it, but some reinsurgence will happen with the exact same people because we need that. I hope so. I, 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 a big concern is that if all, because a lot of places sadly are are gone. You know, Flaming mm-hmm. Saddles, uh, I believe Revolver. Um, is it Gold Coast? Is the other one? Is it? Or is Gold it Coast is gone. Gold Coast. Is it Gold Coast or Motherload? I can't. I think it I don't was know. Gold Coast. 
I don't, I mean, I don't live in West Hollywood. So sometimes I'm just like, wait, shoot, uh, you know, but if you were to drive yeah. by, you could tell which one it was. And I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, in articles and whatnot, but these are places that are, that are incredibly important to the community. These are safe spaces um, for people to come in and feel welcome. It's a place like me. I mean, I'm straight, but I, I'm very grateful to be an ally. That's a place that I feel comfortable. Like, okay, you know, I'm going to be accepted as well. Um, so I hope that they come back and, and the worst thing that could happen is if a bunch of straight people go in and buy everything and then st- that would be like, not okay. You know? So I'm just really because of the neighborhood. I feel like they wouldn't let it. I hope you know? so. Like, I hope so. But money talks, you never know. I mean, if someone has that's true and, but, yeah. but it's a stepping stone to such, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Cause that's like, it's almost like a little more and less than a career at the same time it's like just like to as a thing of art it's like that would be like getting rid of the brown belt on the way to the black belt of karate you're like no 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 no. the stepping stones will still have to be there we just have to rearrange how to get to the stepping stones yeah i hope so it's all everything is just it's like fear of the unknown right now we just don't know what's gonna happen what shows are gonna come back what you know who I mean I even know like comics for example who were just like oh I'm just not doing stand-up right now they're just they're not doing it you know and I know a couple fine. of those too they're just yeah. like not zoom shows not nothing they're just yeah sitting and these and are yeah they're incredible comics they're just like it doesn't feel right right now or I'm I'm burned out and zoom is not the same which is all mm-hmm. completely accurate you know it's true and it also depends on what your act is yeah. you know like That's- if you are, I'm going to throw my personality around back and forth. Like I'm going to throw out Thomas Dale's name because I love him and he's so perfect the way he does. But a lot of what he does is very flirty to the front row. And if there's no flirty to the front row, you're like, yeah. well, wait a second. This is a part of my act is to bring the audience in. They're experiencing me as well in a real, like they can't ignore me because I'm right here sort of way. Right. If you're a crowd work kind of a person, then that's going to be really tough if that's half of your set, you know? I mean, you know, we have a lot of jokes that are set up based on people's reactions. You Uh know, that's jokes kind of flow because you have a tag in your back pocket of, Oh, either they're going to hate me for this joke or they're going to love me. And I have to deal with it either way. And that's, what's going to keep the set moving. Yeah. I had to deal with just adjusting to that where I was like, okay, so I know what my parameters are and that's I'm on a screen and nothing else is going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, I've made all of my sets now. It's like, okay, like, let's say you're the guest on Weekend Update. The camera's zoomed in on you and you're, you're not going to get Colin or Michael to say anything. What are right. you going to do? Yeah, right. Like, right. I tried to have like that mentality over the whole thing. We're just like, okay, good. Yeah. And even with Zoom, it's like sometimes the audience is muted. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes people are really interactive. Sometimes their cameras are off. It just depends mm-hmm. on... You know, and having 10, 12 people in a Zoom room is not the same as having 150 in the main room at the store. Yeah. Or Or even 20 people in a small room. It's not the same. Even if it's like 60 people on Zoom is the same as having five people in a room. It's just no matter how many are in it. Right. I did one Zoom show for 200 people and it did not feel any different than the ones I did for only the comics. Yeah. Yeah. You just never know. That's a lot of people in a Zoom room. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was in the beginning of the pandemic. People were very excited to get on Zoom to watch shows. Yeah, and that, that tapered off real quick, didn't it? Yeah, or- it did. Yeah, it, it was there for about a week and a half. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, and it was, it was interesting for what it was, but it doesn't feel any different than the ones now that have six people in it. No, not really. I mean, you know, so I was doing a Zoom show. It was like comedy and drag. We did it since I think we started in mm, last summer, early summer sometime. I don't remember when. Um, But myself and Jackie Steele and Illusia, who's incredible. um, It's funny. Illusia and I were like drunk FaceTiming one night. And I was like, let's do a show. I think she was like, let's do a show. I'm like, okay. Can I bring in Jackie Steele? She's like, who's that? I'm like, trust me, you guys will get along. Great. And (laughs) The, the, the crazy thing yeah. is the two of them they got like so close and so they were just so perfect together and then I realized you have never met in person actually they had never met hmm. but now we're like all super close it's it's crazy how that happened um, that's awesome yeah yeah but when, so when we first started doing those shows people were like yeah let's do it we were getting tips we were getting Venmo and it was fantastic and then that just kind of People got burned out. I get it. People ran out of money as we all are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So we just had our last one last Thursday. Nice. It's going to be interesting. When we go back out and we've made all this whole new set of friends that we've yeah. never like really interacted that much with. It's funny because you sometimes, you know, we all say like we have our little pod, our bubble. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the people who you thought were going to be in that pod were not, but then these other people were and you're like, Oh shit okay yeah oh yeah totally like and like things evolve like that where some people evolve in and evolve out and it's going to shift again when people are going out a little more and it's going to be kind of exciting but i'm also kind of excited it's like oh some people that i talked to more during this pandemic i didn't really talk to before yeah now it's like oh they're going to be like more legitimate friends when i'm out there yeah exactly exactly that's gonna be kind of fun and exciting um you did something that i did when i first moved out here I, before I had friends in Los Angeles, oh, I just great. visited movie houses. Oh, yes. Oh, because I yeah. was obsessed with those houses. And like, because yeah. I just, that's, I moved to Hollywood because I love it. I love the movies and the TV shows. And I went to all of my favorite ones that are in town. Yeah. You know, like, and I mourned the ones like, I love Drop Dead Fred. And that's how I found out they taped in Minnesota. God, I love because you're movie. just like, I know. And I wanted to go to that house so bad. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to wait till I go to Minnesota. Yeah, definitely. And it would be worth it because it's dropped in Fred. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make the effort. I'm going to go to the mall and to the house. (laughs) I love it. Although the stages were Paisley Park, their prince's house, where uh, where they taped the stages of that movie. Um, Yeah, definitely the interesting thing is going to each house and trying to learn, oh, is it just an exterior shot or did they actually mm -hmm. use the interior? I guess it depends on their budget. yeah well that's part of the interesting thing when you hit all these houses is like wonder years was the interior shots for the first season when they got picked up for the second season and it was a big hit and they realized it was going to be years of tv then they just recreated it in a stage so you're just like oh weird so i could look in there but i'm really looking at what they replicated more so than what it is Right. Right, right, right um but like i don't know how early in the process i caught you doing it you were doing it on instagram Pretty early. I mean, uh, you were on it like right away. Yeah. You were ideas and addresses. You were so helpful, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Someone's learning out just as much as I am." Um, but I got a really great response to all that. I didn't know how excited people would be to see these locations, mm-hmm. um, and so that's well, they're I like those characters of the show, and they haven't aged. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just wild to think, oh. 
wait a minute, you mean to tell me that right on sunset, like right on sunset in Fairfax, that mm -hmm. if you make a right, there's the Nightmare on Elm Street house. If you make a left, there's two houses from Halloween and a house from American Horror Story. Are you shitting me right now? Like what? Yeah, that's also the part of the craziness is they're so close to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would usually hit. So, I mean, cause I live in the West Valley, so it's a little bit of a drive for me to go down to like Highland park or mm -hmm. Koreatown or whatnot. So I would hit like two, three houses a day. Yeah. You know, and it would take me a few hours, but most of them were 20 minutes away from each other. I don't know what it is about the zoning laws, but I feel like there's pockets of places where there's a lot of houses and then there's a bunch where there's just none. Yeah. So for some reason, yeah. it's like, if you go to long beach, Donnie Darko's house is right next to Ferris Bueller's house, which is right next to American yeah. Pie's house. You know, right. like, but, but right. at the same time, for the other 50 miles you're driving to Long Beach, there's not much, you there's know, nothing. like. Yeah. Well, I think part of it, and I think you were the one that told me when I went to the Charmed house, you were like, you know, the Thriller house is right up the street. Yeah. Is it you? That? Yeah. yeah. I had, I would have never known that. Um, and I Teen think Witch. Part, and what? Oh, and Teen, Teen Witch. Witch. Right, right, right. Um, I think part of why that is the way it is is because there are just certain neighborhoods that do not look mm -hmm. like Los Angeles. It looks mm -hmm. like it could be anywhere. Um, like that one neighborhood, it's a beautiful neighborhood that's like behind a Zanku chicken. You know, you'd have no idea. Mm -hmm. But where the, um, where the, uh, the, oh my God, come on brain, work. I have pandemic brain. Do you, you just find that you can't remember information? Some days and some days not. Yeah, I do like all of my podcasting for a month within a week period of time. And yeah. then I spend like two weeks of just numbness. And then yeah. I like get back into it. You're like, no, 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 you better start exercising. So that way you can at least just have blood. Right, right. I've also had a crazy few days. So like my house is just giving me all the trouble in the world right now. So I'm like, wait, mm -hmm. what? If it's not about a new roof, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I need a new roof in a pandemic. That's really fun. Um, oh, good. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is like, so like, look at Pasadena, for example, that doesn't- South Pasadena is yeah, a South huge Pasadena. spot. It's its own character. It doesn't look like a specific state. It could be anywhere. So- it is, Yeah, it is in yeah, a lot of movies. It could be California, but it could also be uh, Haddonfield. You know, it could be, mm -hmm. uh, like, where did, like, so you, you've got Child's Play 2 over there. You've got the Pee Wee Herman house. You've got the Michael mm -hmm. Myers house and the Laurie Strode house um so that's a good little chunk of houses over there it's also 1955 back to the future and yeah see and um what's the movie the tv show with Claire Danes my so-called life my so-called life house is on the same street and then right. down the street from that is the step-by-step -step house and a lot oh. of the TGI Friday houses are down there step-by-step -step. I used to love that mm -hmm. show. oh my god you want to hear something funny when I was taking acting classes 800 years ago I used to study with the guy who played Claire's dad on that show. His name's Tom. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, he was very intense. I was a little like intimidated by him, but he was a good teacher. <laughs> that is cool. I, I mean, there's, that's one of the fun things in Los Angeles is running into all of the random people. Yeah. Oh God. There's yeah. I mean, but it's the kind of normal when I, mean, I guess maybe because you moved here to Hollywood, I grew up. I did. So that's I grew true. up with this shit, you know, it's kind of, normal for me. yeah you kind of grew up on the inside a little bit a little bit yeah yeah like like once removed but yeah but still i mean you also were recognizing that that's a possibility and a real bubble and a real thing mm -hmm. you know like when i was a kid 
it was like, I wonder if Regis does run into other people when he walks around New York. You know, like yeah, that's funny. Right, right. <laughs> like all of that kind of random thing. Because for some reason, he to me is like the beginning and end of all celebrities. Uh, Regis, I love Regis. Wow. Love Regis. He's I know, still, like when he's still he passed around. away. Okay, I was about to say, wait, did he pass? I couldn't remember. It was about six or seven months ago. Oh, okay, so it was recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was like one of those weird things where it's like. I got a bunch of text messages. It was like the Cubs had won the World Series or something where it was just like, sorry about Regis. I want you to know that, you know, you're like, what? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was driving and I pulled over because I got like four text messages in like the same two minutes. And you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know who I just saw yesterday? Well, not them themselves, but um, I was driving through Burbank and I drove past Porto's, which is like a very, mm-hmm. very, very busy bakery. There's just a long line all the time. And I glanced over. I was like, is that the fucking Mandalorian holding baby Yoda on the corner? What the hell? <laughs> I've seen videos of this guy. There was an article about like, oh, this guy dresses up in the Mandalorian and skateboards around town just to bring joy. And I'm like, oh, my I've God, seen I, him. Saw yeah. him. <laughs> I saw him. I finally saw him. Yeah, uh, that's almost worth a picture, but at the same time, you're also like, no one's taking pictures right now with anybody. Not really. I mean, not at really. the beginning of the pandemic, I saw Ron Jeremy at the grocery store and I was like, I'll pass, you know, no. like that's hilarious. Every person I think I've ever met has a Ron Jeremy story. I have multiple Ron Jeremy stories. I've told everybody that like you're going to run into Ron Jeremy and Lemmy everywhere. Like you just yeah. got to accept they're friends of Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're in the scene like they're out and about you're gonna see them yeah that's why when lenny passed it was like oh the whole city of los angeles lost her everyone was bummed out about that everyone was super sad i know i used to work for a grocery delivery place and i used to deliver groceries to lemmy almost every day and Uh it was the coolest thing to see him like so we all loved the osbournes because we saw ozzy osbourne be a regular person yeah i got to experience that with lemmy a little bit because his girlfriend would order the groceries when she was at work and you deliver it to Lemmy. And right. so it's always fun like to see him like unpack and try to figure out what she's going to make for dinner. Nah, you know, be like, oh, taco night. You know, and you're like, Fuck <laughs> yeah, it's going to be taco night, Lemmy. Oh, that's awesome. I, I've heard a lot of really great stories about him. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize I was delivering to Lemmy f- for a little bit. <laughs> but there's all the Nazi stuff everywhere. Because <laughs> he had a lot of na- he had a lot of Nazi paraphernalia. He'll let you know what? he wasn't like he's not pro Nazi, but he is obsessed with that era and stuff and so he has a lot of it right and his girlfriend was black so i was really confused by the whole thing i'm like why does this black girl have so much nazi shit wow and then like three or four times into delivering he answered and i was like oh i had heard that he had such a collection i mean if you look at the weird helmets and logos he uses you're like i guess i see all this yeah i mean it's you know it's one of those things where it's a part of history you can't ignore it you say that it didn't happen. It's like mm-hmm. when I went to, when I was in um, Louisiana, I was, I was in New Orleans and I decided, okay, I'm going to go a little bit out of town. And I want to, and I decided to visit, well, speaking of Hollywood or movie houses, I decided to visit the plantation um, where interview with the vampire was filmed, you know, oh, nice. beautiful trees. I went, I mean, I wanted, where's to, that? Uh, I don't remember what city it is, but it's like okay. 45 minutes outside of New Orleans. Okay. Uh, God, what was it called? I can't remember the name of the plantation. Oak Alley. Oak Alley, I believe okay. it was called, I think. Um, and it was one of those things where I really struggled with it. Like, well, there were horrific, horrific events that occurred here. But then I thought, 
I look at it as I want to pay my respects and I want mm-hmm. to try to like humble myself and understand what, what those poor innocent souls actually endured and what they went through. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and I do, but I also like the historical value of it. I want to see the architecture and, and it's like stepping back into another time in history. So that's the, the, the well, yeah. Well, much like the movie houses, I went to a bunch of murder houses out here, Yeah, not inside of them, but they're there. At yeah. the time, the Manson house was still up. It's gone now. They've now demolished it. We the the where Sharon Tate. Was, yeah. Yeah, that whole thing's gone. Wait, you went yeah. to it before they tore it down? Like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, it was on a little bit of a hill, so like you're like you can get to the gate and you can look up and see the house. Yeah. And I'd heard stories that people had jumped the gate to look inside, and I hear if you looked inside, all of the original furniture oh, from wow. that day was still all in place. Like no one had really gone in and moved anything. That's crazy. But I also wasn't about to jump over that fence. And there was a weird feeling going up to that gate because you're like yeah. aware of like what happened. And so you're like, okay, right. this is interesting. And then it's almost like, do I even take a picture? Like, I guess I don't. I guess this is just the journey I took. Right, right. Yeah, I had the same. By the way, though, I'm like maybe 15 minutes from Santa Susana Pass where Spawn Ranch was. So I had oh, thought, wow. apparently you can go up there and you can still find the cave that they stayed in. Um, I don't know exactly where you have to look for it, but I bet you of, it feels unsettling. It does. It feels unsettling. The, the one house that I did decide to go to, cause I was filming, I think I went back to the, the, um, the one of the Halloween houses mm-hmm. and uh, I went up Laurel Canyon and I was like, well, shit, Wonderland is right up there. Exactly. I was about to say that. about it. So I went up there and let me tell you, I, I tried to like take a picture or make a video about it. But I just found that there was no way to make it respectful enough. Like I just felt a weird feeling in my gut. I'm like, these are real people. These, this is a real tragedy. I don't mm-hmm. feel right about this. Um, and well, right yeah, up- very different from going to the child's playhouse yeah. where you're like, Oh look, this is where like a movie crew set up. Like you, you can yeah. feel the difference. Yeah, because I thought, okay, well, I've done all these movie houses. Maybe I can do like a true crime theme, but I just, I couldn't do it. I can't. As someone who's visited the houses, I totally understand, agree. And that's just the way it is. Because part of the fun of going to those houses, is you get to feel some of the emotion of that movie again. Right. Like when I rolled up to the father of the bride house, it's practically yeah. a character in the house of the movie. So you're just like, it it's just this happy Steve Martin feeling you have over yourself. Yeah. Where you're like, oh yeah, I remember. The geese yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But where an actual crime was committed, it just, I, I couldn't. Exactly. I've also done the Wonderland house. And you're just like, no, you know what? I guess this is just the journey I took. I couldn't do it. And actually there was a neighbor who came up and was like, oh, excuse me, what are you doing? And I, and I oh, said, oh, I, I'm, I, I just told him I'm working on a true crime podcast. He's like, okay, well, if the owner catches you, she'll call the police on you. She's really sensitive. And I was just like, you know what? I'm leaving like right now. I'm not trying to push. For sure. You know? uh, something that did happen that was kind of like that, but a much, much lighter tone is when I went to the back to the future of the house, Mm-hmm. the lady that lived next door mm-hmm. came out and she said that she lived there while they filmed the movie and showed me a booklet of pictures wow. from when they filmed back to the future That's i know and i was like how many times a day you come out and do this probably all the time i would oh all the time i think she does and it was around the time when like um i'm trying to remember what year it was it was like about five years ago when they were back to the future tuesday was coming up mm-hmm. 
And so she was doing it a bunch at that time, I'm sure, because everyone was really paying homage. And she was just like, oh, look, yeah, there they are. They would eat lunch in my kitchen right here. And they were all very nice. That's awesome. So it's just, that's the only time I've ever had anyone actually like come out. Yeah. There was, yeah. There was a house when I like drove past like the old school house, there was a family playing in the yard. And you're like, I'm going to keep driving. Yeah, you don't want to bother people. I mean, there were there were definitely when I went to the poltergeist house, like some of the neighbors I kind of felt were a little like staring me down, but mm-hmm. the actual person wasn't there. Um, but I don't know. It was also a very shall I say uh conservative neighborhood, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There were Yeah, I've been to it. Thousand Oaks. Uh Simi Valley. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a lot of Trump flags around. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my dog with me too, just in case. I was like, no one's going to mess with me. I have a Doberman. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, but it, I mean, it's a beautiful house. And the thing that was crazy when I went to the Poltergeist house, because my mom lived in Simi Valley for 10 years. I did not mm-hmm. realize that we were living five minutes away from it for 10 years. I had no fucking clue. So are you kidding me? I could have walked to this house. That's yeah. crazy. I had no clue. Well, that's how I started to even recognize it was I became friends with somebody who lived down the street from the Brady Bunch house. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a fun one that I went to. Which is the common one. If you, people only do one, they normally do the Brady do that Bunch one. house. And there's a security guard sitting outside in front of it all 24 hours a day. Yeah, It wasn't when I was there. there but wasn't. it was, no, but there wasn't really a problem. It was really like, you would walk past and then I would say one out of every five people that walked past would take a picture of it yeah. and then they would keep going. And that was it. Like no one like really approached the house. It yeah. seems like if you live there, you definitely are aware that's going to be what your life is. Right. Right. I kind of uh, have a weird feeling of like, yeah, I'm, I'm extended family of this house because Sherwood Schwartz who created the Brady Bunch also created Gilligan's Island. Uh, so yeah. I, like well my grandpa was on that show so like we cool i've met florence henderson i've met sherwood like i'm friends with his daughter we cool i can film this house (laughs) i feel like maybe now now that because somebody in that company now owns it Uh, yeah it was privately owned for a long time and now they rebought it for a tv show yeah it didn't look like anyone was actually living there but i I don't know. I mean, it definitely says like, you know, private property or whatnot. They don't want you coming up to the house, but you Mm -hmm. can do whatever you want from the sidewalk. Yeah. So out of all the houses you saw, is there a favorite? Like if you were to suggest a house to a a friend. That's a good question. Or stranger listening to podcasts. That's a good question. Depends on how big of a nerd you are. Like obviously the most recognizable ones are fun. The Michael Myers, Mm -hmm. even though it looks completely different and they literally picked up. It looks happy. It looks happy because it's repainted and they picked it up from its original location in the neighborhood. Yeah. It demolished it moved to the corner. So now it's in front of a train track, which is kind of weird. Um, but I think, I mean, the American Horror Story house, the murder house is just a beautiful. Yeah. That's a really beautiful building. But I think my favorite house, houses, I should say, might be the Insidious houses. Oh, that's interesting. Gorgeous. They're just the, the, have you seen Insidious? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the house is a character in that movie, especially when they do like the dream sequence where he's in the other world. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, it, just the way it looks, it's, it's just has such a presence about it. It's a beautiful house. It's a really cool 
neighborhood. And then when you go to the Insidious 2 house, it's literally on its own island. It's its own being. There's a circle all the way around it. It's massive. It's on a hill. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's intense looking. It looks like it kind of belongs in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but I, those might be my two favorite houses, maybe. I don't That's know. nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed going to the Wonder Years house. Mm -hmm. Of course, I enjoyed the show. Yeah. But all the kids sort of live in that neighborhood and it's set up like the show. The show kept it. And so for some reason going there, like there's Kevin's house and Winnie lives across the street. And so there's Winnie's house. And yeah. then Paul was down the street. And so there's Paul's house. And like all of that, all Pretty of that cool, being right? actually correct yeah. was kind of like amazing. Cause like when you go to American beauty, it's on a corner, mm -hmm. which is weird because where Chris Cooper's house would be is actually in long beach is the street. Right and you're there. like, oh, yeah, you realize it once you watch the movie after that. You're like, oh, they yeah. shot all of that house from that angle yeah. and that house from that angle. So you don't actually ever see that they don't touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so cool. And I like the houses that are like in on it who mm -hmm. I feel like if you buy a famous movie house, if you have a problem with tourists coming, you're a jerk. Like you knew what you were doing when you bought that house. Get over it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't buy the house. Yeah, get over it. You should not be living in the Amityville whorehouse if you have a problem with people wanting a picture of it. Yeah. Like, seriously, get a different house. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, I got passionate. But Did the um, Amity horror people get mad at you? I, I haven't been there because that's on the East Coast. Okay. But I've heard that they're not real cool with it. So I could be wrong, but I've heard that they will yell at you if they see you take a picture. This may have been years I, ago. There might be different owners. I don't know. As somebody who's done this for like a decade now, holy crap, is that like people, it feels like if you have a problem with it, you can't live in the house and you have to That's move. what I'm saying. Like, like those people I, end up moving because it's just like, you can't stop it. Yeah. Have Everyone's the, making the independent thought of doing it. Right. You knew what you were signing up for. You just got to mm -hmm. be cool with it. But the one I, I feel bad for is um, Breaking Bad. Oh, I've, I've never because seen that. Isn't that weird? They have a sign up in their front yard now. It's like, please do not throw a pizza on our roof. <gasps> oh, well, that's not okay. And that's the, that's the one I feel bad for because people show up with pizzas all day long to throw pizzas on the roof. That's not okay. No, no, no. You don't Yeah, go they had roof damage. Build. No, you because can't. Because mm -mm, they had so many days in a row of people throwing pizza up there. That, and that, so, that, like, that happened on the show, I'm guessing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a famous scene. One of the most famous scenes in the show wow. was they wake up to a pizza on the roof and it means something. And so like, the, mm -hmm. so people did that and they're like, no, no, no. So like they actually have a sign up and that's the one I feel bad for. Cause you're like, no, if you read that sign and you hold the pizza and you still walk past it, you're Perfect. a jerk. Yeah, no, 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 that is, that's insane. No, no, no. I mean, you have to be respectful about it. Like you said, if there's a family playing, there's kids around there, they're taking out their groceries, leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Come back later. You know, yeah. if you can take the quick pick when no one's there, um, why not? You know, um, mm -hmm. but don't go up, like don't cross the sidewalk. Don't go up to the door. Don't go in the driveway. Like that's rude. That's someone's home. Uh, but I do love like, for example, the, the Lori Strode house, they have a, a jack-o'-lantern, mm -hmm. a pumpkin year round. Cause yeah. they know, they know this is the Laura Strode house. Like that's <laughs> of course the, the nightmare on Elm street house. The door is still red. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, like they would have replaced the door or painted it if they hated it so much, you know, that's very true. I mean, that's what they did with Brady, Brady, the, the owner after the Brady bunch owner changed the door. And of course there was a fake window for the TV show. 
Hmm. that they put up for the tv show left it there for a couple years took it back down and now hmm. the new owner wants it to look like it so they put the fake window back up i love that i think that's so yeah. great exactly house if we're not gonna pay your respects to the house i mean it's iconic mm-hmm. i know i get it i'm and yeah. part of me is like would i want such a house or not uh well for me it would depend on the movie what house is it <laughs> you know yeah, exactly I like, think cause I, I thought the same thing. I was like, if it's Nightmare on Elm Street and then it's like a select, like, oh no, this is like specifically horror fans. Yeah. Sure. But if it's the Brady Bunch and you're like, this is just people visiting from all over the country all day long, 24 hours a day. That might be a lot. Yeah. That could be a much. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a lot. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like, you just have to call out the people who are being jerks. Yeah. Know. At the same time, if they're just staying across the street and they're still parking in the neighborhood, and they're just taking pictures and leaving, you know, yeah. then you just wave and you just go, Hey, it's my house. Yeah. I read, uh, I think I read an article some, sometime recently that the, the, um, American horror story house, the murder house that years ago, there used to actually be nuns who were living in it and they would yell at you through the window. If you got too close to the property. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine getting yelled at by a nun in like a scary house? That'd be kind of epic. I mean, awesome. Yeah, no, that's the problem. Is like, that sounds like something that makes it better. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I want to get yelled at. I never went to Catholic school. I never got that experience. Yeah, I was raised Mormon. I, a nun's never talked to me about anything. That's that'd I know, be perfect. Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so the podcast is like done, but I don't want to have you do this whole thing and not plug your show. You, you put out an hour special. I did in a freaking pandemic. Perfect timing, right? God. Yeah, wait, so when did you tape it? Because you definitely didn't tape it during the pandemic. No, no, no. See, originally it came out as an album. It was just supposed to be like a, you know, audio. Um, and mm-hmm. I released that through On Tour Records and it was amazing. But we filmed it as well, just kind of like as a, mm, I, I need to have this and maybe I'll do something with it, maybe I won't. And then we wound up really, my friend Adam Buck and I, we wound up really putting it together together. Um, and then uh, I had the pleasure of being introduced through my friend Kim McVicker, who put out a special with Comedy Dynamics. I met them and I pitched it to them and lo and behold, they, they liked it. So, yeah. So even though we filmed it, uh, that, or, I don't know, it feels like 800 years ago, honestly, at this point, just because of the pandemic feels like 10 years. But um, it was only like a year and a half, two years ago. But yeah. um but yeah, it just took some time with the, all the technical stuff. Everything takes way longer than you think. Um, but, and then once once we figured out like all the technical issues and, and got all that together, then you have to go through the process, the, dis, the distribution process and the, and the mm-hmm. pitching to people and the, you know, and there's a whole lot of paperwork and things like that. So, but yeah, but it came out uh, J- uh, January 12th of this year. Yeah, which so it's like, I'm amazed. One, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's and then awesome. it's also like in a time period where like people are going to like really want some more comedy specials and we haven't been able to have audiences. It's like, oh, yeah. this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so in, in a way it was great timing because people are looking for things to watch, but also it's kind of a bummer that I can't be out touring and promoting it. Uh, yeah. Get that bummer, that's the only downside. I mean, you, you better believe I'm going to be talking about it when the world opens up and I get to go tour. Um, but it's called Only Happy When It's Raining Men. And it's available right now on all streaming platforms, pretty much. If you have Apple TV, uh, Google Play, you know, Comcast, uh, Amazon Prime, you know, and then of course the album is on iTunes. It's also on Sirius. So 
Um, so yeah, so it's made its way out there into the world, which is really cool. That's super cool. I think that's great. And I'm really happy to promote that. That Thanks. was the original reason I asked you to be on. And then yeah. I remembered all the house stuff and I was like, oh my God. I know the house stuff is kind of more exciting to me even too. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a weird little obsession, but it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Which by absolutely. the way, if you're listening and you absolutely want a house you can walk up to, Doc Brown's house is actually a, a place in Pasadena where they rent out for like proms and stuff and weddings happen there. <laughs> so it's empty and there's a gift uh, shop next door to it oh, and everything yeah. like, yeah, they welcome the idea of you walking up and looking in the windows and stuff. Yeah, you can do that with the Michael Myers house. There is a- Oh, really? I never even attempted. I never walked on the other side of the tracks. I had to walk right up to it. It's for lease right now. No one's in there. You can walk. Yeah, I mean, you can't, all the windows are kind of like curtained. You can't really see much. You can see the staircase when you walk up to the door. But um, just a few few houses up, there's a little gallery. I believe it's called Sugar Mint Gallery. And it's got all kinds of props and memorabilia and really cool things. Oh crap! Yeah. I should I should cross those tracks then. You should because do you remember my video that I posted where I'm just walking down the street minding my own business and fucking Michael mm-hmm. Myers pops out at me? That yeah. was not planned. I got so many messages saying, "Oh my god, how did you get someone to do that?" I, said, <laughs> I, I was minding Michael Myers was bam all of a sudden there walked right up to me and I just started giggling like a schoolgirl and I was like <laughs> hi and he just kept walking and he was holding his knife and I'm like oh not a big talker okay and I just kept walking The Samantha Hale. I say that like that because that's her Instagram handle is The Samantha Hale. Go check out Samantha Hale's. Her new special, I'm Only Happy When It's Raining Men, is now out. Amazon Prime, everywhere she listed. I had her say it on purpose because she knows these things better than I do. You can buy the album. You can check out her videos of her visiting the famous horror houses. All of these things are available to you to follow Samantha Hale from here on out. Or if you're here because of Samantha Hale, welcome. You know, check out other episodes. We just had uh, Ryan Aries on last week. And we're gonna next week, we're going to have Mitch Burrow. Mitch Burrow is one of the funniest people I've ever met. I mean, I say that every week. But he's very fun. We talk a lot about just nerd stuff. He uh, recently, um, I don't know a positive, I, well, I don't know why, why is it so hard for me to say? He recently learned he's going to be a dad soon. And so we talk about some of that and we learned that we're neighbors. So check out next week, we have Mitch Burrow. Um, he uh, makes an announcement he's not allowed to make. So pff, all kinds of havoc happens then. Mitch Burrow, Samantha Hale. I'm plugging all my shows. That's what I do. I also have a show called Is This The Way? It's a Mandalorian podcast. I know if you listen to this podcast, you hear me plug in every episode, but I do. That's what I do. And uh, the Darksaber episode should be out now. So we did an episode about the history of the Darksaber. That's the kinds of things we're doing in between uh, the seasons. And I think I've uh, done plugged everything. Uh, I should plug myself at Aaron M. Marsh on all social medias. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. My favorite's Twitter, and I feel like it's under red. That sounds super egotistical, but eh, why not? I'll do it. I'll put my ego out there. Guys, uh, I also always like to say uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. I think that's all I have for you today.
Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I've got to be me